On this episode of Geek Out Loud, we're doing just that. We're geeking out about the things that we're geeking out about. We're talking collecting. We're talking TV. We're talking movies. We're talking all kinds of fun stuff on your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud Podcast. everyone and welcome to geek out loud my name is steve glosson glad to be along with you on your safe place to geek out what are we doing for those of you listening oh my lanta right out of the gate bad production right out of the gate terrible production quality on my part now some of you are asking what what in the world because you're listening in live at mixer.com slash and you're wondering what in the world why are we doing a live geek out loud in the middle of the day well we're doing a double header today. Later on, we'll have Big Honkin' Show, but we had to put the Big Honkin' Show off till about 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, we had a very special uh, request to do so, and so I'm like, okay, let's do it. Well, let's do it. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Um, but we're so glad to have you along with us, those of you listening live in the chat at Mixer.com slash I'm going to try to entertain you as well as j- entertain myself as we talk about uh, entertain myself. What is that? Hi, everybody. Going to entertain myself today. Well, save your sermons, preacher. It ain't Sunday, you know. <clears throat> That's my uh, Pat Buttram, ladies and gentlemen, doing the Sheriff of Nottingham from Disney's Robin Hood. Speaking of Disney, I've been informed to let everyone know Disney Vault Talk has their own Instagram now. Their own, our own. I guess I'm part of Disney Vault Talk. Teresa will be handling that, though, so... um if you want to follow Disney Vault Talk on Instagram, at Disney Vault Talk, I believe it's at Disney Vault Talk on the Instagram. Where, what are we, what was I, where was I at? My point is this. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Geek Out Loud. My name is Steve Glosson. Excited to be with you on this episode. And this episode has a uh, featured supporter backing us up at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. It is Jennifer Barrows. The air swirls around her as she calls it to herself to attack those who would wreak havoc with the power of the element of air. She not only has the ability to create great winds and deprive criminals of air, she can surround herself with air and survive in the deepest depths of the ocean and take flight as she makes the air literally lift her from the ground. That's Jennifer Barrows, our featured supporter on this episode of Geek Out Loud. Um... Going to be a classic goal, ladies and gentlemen. Going to be just me running my mouth about the things I love. We're going to we're going to dip some new sound bites in there. Um, we have a listener who beat Rebel Force Radio to the punch a while back, and so we'll um, we'll show you that. We'll let you hear some of that. We've got uh, we're we're going to talk about some collecting. We got Rogue One collecting. I've not talked at toys at all lately, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I am hip deep in card collecting now i've gone back and gotten some of my old cards we'll talk about that there's some stuff coming on tv here pretty soon we're we're right on the cusp of the fall season so um we're headed that way so 
get ready. And then there's just some stuff I'm kind of geeking out on lately I've been wanting to talk about. Transformers celebrated a 30th movie anniversary. We talked a little bit about that on the Pass the Corn. I was on Techno Retro Dads talking some Transformers, but um, haven't really done it here. So we've got all of that. Plus, of course, we've got uh, your emails. So let's do that. Let's jump into some emails. All right, we begin here with Brian, who says, Hey, Steve, on the last goal, you mentioned the upcoming 30th anniversary of the animated Transformers movie. Just felt like sharing my biggest memory of seeing that movie for the first time. I would have been nine or maybe just turned ten, and I had certainly seen some movies with adult language by then. In fact, you know, back then, the family movies, quote-unquote, had a lot more crude language in them, Goonies, E.T., etc. But the scene where the grown-up Spike looks out in fear, (laughs) fear slash surprise, and says... Oh, S-bomb. Simply floored me. I still can't remember looking... I still can remember looking around the darkened theater waiting to see if anyone else heard that. (laughs) That cartoon character just cussed. They can't do that. Can they do that? It seems like Ultra Magnus does it too later on in the film. He does, but that first shock has stuck with me for 30 years now. Ultra Magnus does. He's he's trying to pull the Matrix open, and he's like, open, diet, open... Uh, well, that and Megatron Killing Prime, but we speak not of such things. Enjoying your show as always. Good luck in cresting over from mediocre to good. We're working on it, Brian. We are really working on it, um, trying to get to that good point. And what's crazy is we're, we're, we're working on our Patreon goal to get to a certain point so we can do daily Geek Out Louds. And I don't know how I'm going to get better doing a Geek Out Loud every day. It wouldn't be a, a full, like, fledged. It'd be like a 30-minute Geek Out Loud where there's something specific we're talking about. But um, patreon.com slash geekoutloud, you can do that. But we're trying to get good, trying so hard. I've been doing the Big Honkin' Show as practice, you know, to, to kind of get good and talking and, and get good at words and language. And it usually devolves into me just being stupid and silly, which is fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's just one of those things that happen. Um, yeah, you know, that's one of the marks that, of Transformers the movie is is they were working to get that PG rating. Um, as I recall, the story is this way. They were working to get a PG rating, so they threw those cuss words in there to make sure they did because they wanted it to be that parents understood based on the rating system, based on the fact that it was PG and not G, they wanted parents to understand that they needed to be prepared to take their kids to this, that there was some violence and that sort of thing. The problem is, and, and this is a problem that prevails today in a lot of different places. I know when I used, when back when those um, DC animated films started coming direct to video, you know, and they were, and they, and they went a long way to make sure that it was understood that these were more grown up, productions you would still go into a video store at least i did a local video store in the town in which i lived and see these things on the shelf and i'd tell the clerk i'm like these don't belong here in the kids section these are grown-up movies like but they're cartoons i'm like yeah but they're they're pretty you know there's some vulgarity there's there's some pretty intense violence and some grit and i just i cringe at the thought of a child going into a video store and being like hey rent this for me and it's like batman the dark knight and the parent thinks oh okay or the dark knight returns the parents think oh okay it's you know it's a cartoon it'll be fine um and uh and 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 i think maybe that was happening in the 80s too with this but yeah i what's interesting though about the cuss word is when it was released on vhs which is where i first saw the movie it wasn't in there um the the cuss word wasn't 
wasn't in 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 the movie. Um, they they'd edited it out, I guess, because everyone knew Optimus died in and their battle was lost at parents thinking to be okay or they got in trouble or something and it wasn't reinserted like that original audio wasn't in there until like the dvd release as i recall i could be wrong but i I really kind of remember it being that way rusty allison has emailed us from lebanon ohio suburb of cincinnati i come from c-i-n-c-i-n-n-a-t-i cincinnati the best town in o-h-o-o-o-o that's from um I learned that song in a Babes in Toyland special, which I believe featured Keanu Reeves, Drew Barrymore, the dad from Empty Nest. If you remember that, uh, <laughs> if you remember that weird sitcom on NBC Saturday nights, um, the fat guy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and someone else. Um, it was a weird thing. It was a weird special. Um, does anyone else remember that? By the way, getting into the Christmas season, aren't we? I mean, it's September, so we're celebrating Christmas already, right? This was, um, it was a weird special, but it had, it did. I want to say it had Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore in, in it. And um, and they get sucked in the toy land, and it was this weird set where it's almost like they just went out into a back lot in California and didn't really clean up the desert area and um and uh and showed and and just kind of set up a few weird set pieces and and filmed from there but they were singing they were going down the road i think that's how they wrecked they were singing going down the road singing about being from cincinnati c-i-n-c-i-n-n-a-t-i cincinnati the best town in o-h-i-o ohio and i don't remember the rest of the uh the lyrics back to the email um, <laughs> uh, it's the suburb of Cincinnati, the home of the building that the Hall of Justice was modeled after, the Union Terminal. See attached photo. So I'm going to scroll down and look at it. Sure enough, looks like the Hall of Justice from the Super Friends. Um, <clears throat> here are a couple of quick fire ideas. He says, I have a bit of catching up as I simply don't send emails frequently enough to the Goliverse and topics back up. I'll offer a few topics now and catch up on more in subsequent weeks. Here, if you hear a couple of quick fire ideas, uh, the list I keep when I listen to Goal. Number one, I like the shorter time, more frequent podcast format of the Big Honkin' Show. I travel in my car every day, and an hour or so podcast works great versus a long two hour podcast that has to be consumed from day to day. So, if you could just reformat your whole podcasting method you've built over years of experience just for me, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Rusty, I'll try. We'll see what we can do. I tell you what, a daily Geek Out Loud at about 30-minute snippets would be fantastic for you, I believe. And uh, patreon.com slash geekoutloud. We're over halfway to our goal there doing that. Number two, the ROM Space Knight toy. I had one. I also had a Millennium Falcon large-scale model, a healthy imagination, and a best friend with an unhealthy fascination with power and electricity. Apart came the ROM, as well as several other battery and electrical-powered gadgets laying around my mom's house. And before you know it, We've opened the hole, cockpit, and back in the Millennium Falcon and fit it with battery-powered light, sound, and revolving radar dish. Wow. Any kid of the 80s would be proud of it. That's pretty cool, dude. Do you still have that? Does it still work? That's the question. Here's, Rusty, you... Topic number two, I want pictures, video, uh, complete... Um, I want I want a complete understanding of how fast did the radar dish revolve? Was it just kind of did it just get on there and spinny? 
tell me about the lights, tell me about the sounds, um, and let me know about what's going on there with your Millennium Falcon. And do you still have this thing? Uh, you know, a customized, an early customized Millennium Falcon, vintage Millennium Falcon. That's amazing. Um, I want to know more about number two, Rusty. So write that down. Keep, you know, mark that down. Number three, Rock Sugar and No More Kings, uh, particularly Sweep the Leg. Thank you. Thank you so much. I didn't, I didn't invent those bands or those songs. Thank them. They're fantastic. Number four, Deadpool. How in the world will they ever make that safe for TV? Once you take out the language and adult content, you'll get a movie about a cab ride, no credits. <laughs> Still, Deadpool makes it my top 10 Marvel movies to be completed in a subsequent email. I look forward to that, Rusty. Look forward to your top 10 Marvel movies because for whatever reason, we geeks love lists, don't we? Um, that's been covered. Uh, you know what? what's interesting is they probably did multiple takes, and as far as even the credits go, they probably went ahead and made safe for television credits. A lot of times, people do that kind of stuff. So, um, Movie makers do that kind of stuff. Uh, number five, don't ever stop using the term guys when referring to us listeners. It's a term of endearment we've come to love, and it's your brand similar to Rush's friends. Deal? No, it's not a deal. I don't like it when people use. I'm listen when I listen to other podcasts and people use that term. I don't like it. It feels unprofessional. It feels, um, it, it feels not. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. It it's it's not the familiarity that bothers me. It's the. I don't know. I just don't like it. So I've really tried not to do it. And the reason it even started is because number one, people are listening live, and so I'll check out the chat. But then two. It's a thing where I've listened to people do it, and I've become conscious of not wanting to do it, so it got in my head, and it happened. So I've tried to get that out of my, my system. Also, it's just a verbal pause, and I just, I don't like, I try not to do that. I do too much um and an on as it is, and I don't need anything else to add to my verbal pauses. I'm very aware of what I'm trying to do, and I know people are like, don't get down on yourself, man, it breaks my heart. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to put up with it until it gets out of my system. How about that? How about that? Does that break your heart? Does me scolding you like this break your heart? Well, I'm so sorry. It it hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> Number six goes on, Rusty. I can't wait for Rogue One. The one thing that few people seem to have pointed out in that first trailer was the wailing warning sound. That alarm takes that trailer to a new level of intensity. And hearing over and over just made my hair stand on end in a good way. Did you like the alarm? Yeah, it was a classic um, Star Wars alarm. The Star Wars, you know, the you, we hear it uh, real prominently on the second Death Star. And so, yeah, I, I mean, it was cool. It was cool the way that it began to blend into the rhythm of, of the trailer music they were using. The last topic he says I'll expand on a bit. As a child of the 70s and 80s, I grew up on Sid and Marty Croft shows. One of my fondest memories as a child was getting up early on Saturday morning, pouring a Jethro-sized bowl of cereal and watching Sid and Marty Croft shows. This is where my email will cross over into my Disney Vault Talk email topic, the geekification of my daughters, Mackenzie and Emily. Hello, Mackenzie and Emily. I let them watch a couple of episodes of Land of the Lost, and they were hooked. Really? Land of the Lost? Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition met the greatest earthquake ever known. The son of Lady many, many I don't really 
it's a great opening theme song because they got that banjo going digga 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 that's the banjo noise right digga 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 you know what let's just hear it let's see let's see if we can pull this bad boy up here there it is oh yeah on a routine expedition met the greatest earthquake ever known I mean it is oh my Atlanta Sid and Marty Croft present to the land of the lost is that kazoo And then, of course, they wake up to the clay dinosaur, starring Wesley as Will Marshall. I'm sorry, the man got one name, Wesley, as Will Marshall. And, of course, you had the whole shotgun and the slee stacks and everything. That's weird that they got hooked on land and lost. I wouldn't think that anyone... We were just talking in a chat live at Mixer.com slash Goloverse before this show started about the Incredible Hulk television series and how hard it is for modern tv viewers people who are used to modern television to get into that show because it does the pilot especially is so drug out and it takes a while to kind of hit its stride and um it amazes me they'd be into that but anyhow we'll continue <clears throat> which leads me to the quote is it a coincidence or inspiration quote unquote titled email a month ago when my daughters and i watched an episode of land lost a scene it showed two moons in the sky we were all shocked at the striking similarity of the larger moon to the Death Star. I've watched, I've attached a screenshot. You can see the trench in the faint darkened area of the super laser dish. The show aired from 1974. The last episode in December of 1976. Was this just a coincidence or inspiration for George Lucas' concept of the Death Star? I'm inclined to believe that it's just coincidence, but it does invite interesting discussion and debate. What are your thoughts? Anyway, thanks for the podcast, and I prefer the Goloverse over music, and dare I say it, RFR. What? No. Mm-mm, Rusty, I'm not taking that one. Keep up the good work, and I'll continue to shout out the Gloss and Gulliver's praise to all my friends and families. May the force be with you, and that's from Rusty. Rusty, thank you. I will say this. The Union Terminal does look like the Hall of Justice from the Super Friends. And is it really the inspiration? It wouldn't surprise me because it looks a lot like it. Um, uh, and this moon, I'm looking at a picture now. Wow. It, well, the, what's, okay, the moon itself, it looks to me like, from this screenshot, that the trench that you're seeing across the moon itself is a cloud in the sky, there, because there are clouds in front of it. So that's one thing. It looks like it's just a, 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 supposed to be clouds. As far as the darkened disk shape, is that a third moon? A third smaller moon? Um but you're right. It does. It, I mean, like it does evoke a Death Star feeling. I'm not going to take that away from you at all. I'm just saying that the the uh, the basically the docking bays that run around because that's what the trench that they're in is actually not the equator. When you see that equator divot in the Death Star, that's not the trench in which they flew. Those are all I assume docking bays around the way. Um, the trench is actually. I want to say it's up at the. It's either. I mean, I think it's the south side. I'm, I'm trying to think of where you. If you watch the, the the tactical video, you'll see the Death Star spin a certain way and and I think turn up. So they're on like what would be the south pole, I believe. 
of the Death Star, either the south or the north pole, and um, and they're going to that two-meter-wide exhaust port. But anyway, I, I completely digress too much. Um, I don't know that you'd have to ask George Lucas as much as you'd have to ask Ralph McQuarrie, which means we'd have to ask Paul Bateman, and um, which means we'll have to send this to Star Wars Influences, which means I may just do that. So... However, I also have asked them to ask Dave Filoni a question for me about Ezra's lightsaber that was given to me by Daniel and Indy a long time ago, and that's never happened. I, I don't know. I guess what's going to have to happen in the life of the Goloverse is we're just going to have to get so big that people want to come on this show because they know that this is the place to go to promote, to... Um, to tell all about it, to tell all about their geek, their genre stuff. So, um, how does that happen? Through you guys telling your friends, like Rusty's doing, leaving reviews on Am- on uh, on Amazon, on uh, iTunes, and that sort of thing. So, um, here's Tad, Tad Winter. Tad was listening to the exclusive commentary, New Hope, from last month, uh, the exclusive podcast for the Patreon supporters at Patreon.com/slash/GeekOutLoud. He says, hey, Steve, just finishing up your commentary on A New Hope, and I really enjoyed it. I did want to give you my in-universe headcanon for why Ponda Baba, a.k.a. Walrus Man's, I added that part in, appendage was bleeding after a lightsaber hit. If you really look at the stump, the bloody end of the arm appears to be hollow. And so I've always figured his species must be a bit more like a spider. Spiders have an open circulatory system, so blood is pumped through large cavities and back to the heart rather than through smaller blood vessels like we humans. I believe that Baba or walrus man, is in the same way. And while a lightsaber is able to cauterize small blood vessels like Luke's hand or Anakin's arm, they cannot cauterize large openings. Uh, walrus man's arm or Maul's torso, where you also see a spray of blood with a lightsaber wound. So that's been my way of rationalizing the appearance of blood in this case. Um, again, thanks for the commentary and the great podcast. And that's from Tad, Tad Winter. Tad, I, don't, I can't disagree with you on that. I think that's a perfectly fine in-universe explanation. I don't know how that would work on an upright character. On a small, tiny little spider, I guess I get it. But on a on a grown on a grown butt humanoid, <laughs> can I use that term? Um, I don't I don't know. It, is that physically possible? Is that one of those things that's that's physically capable of happening? Uh, our good friend John Swinnemer Swinnemer um, chimes in with a link to a. Um, a Chinese, uh, I'm sorry, a Jap, a Japanese documentary about Steven Spielberg. I just saw this article pop up on Ain't It Cool News, which I'm sure you've seen as well, about a rare Japanese documentary about Spielberg. Around the 50-minute mark, you'll see Melissa, Melissa Matheson around 55. You'll see a younger Kathleen Kennedy at 57. You'll see John Williams and Steven fooling around at the piano. It's very cool. I have not seen this. I did not see this when it... Uh, when it came about Swinomer, and uh, I haven't actually taken the chance to watch it yet. Um, <clears throat> how long is it? How long? It's the Indie Film Academy uncovered this. Let me just kind of hit the high points. Um, it's an hour of Spielberg um, at his early career. It's after Raiders of the Lost Ark and E.T., but before the Temple of Doom. He's working on the Twilight Zone, and... Um, he gave this Japanese TV crew access, and they tour his home, his offices. They ride with him in his car. Um, so you get a glimpse at uh, a lot of what's going on 
in in his life at the time and it's uh it's apparently I, I need to watch this thing so i'm going to uh do this well sorry i'm going to open it up in youtube and just leave the uh leave the link open sorry for all the noise there in trying to get this thing started because i haven't had a chance to watch it yet um where we're now i'll close out that thing tab got to be careful we had a we had a close call on the big honking show yesterday at the time of this recording where my computer just froze up and crapped out because i had I, I guess i was trying to push it too hard it's an old girl she's an old girl but she's good to me you have to you have to kind of pet the computer and let let it know you love it pet the tower hey there how you doing okay so thanks swinimer for the heads up about that swinimer daniel and andy <laughs> Daniel Andy, king of the one-liner um, emails, sends in this. Uh, and this is from last month, and around uh, the first part of August, August 8th. He says, I haven't seen one superhero movie this year that's better than 1998's The Mask of Zorro. I want to spend my lifetime loving you. Isn't that the song from that movie? <clears throat> Anthony Hopkins, uh, Antonio Banderas, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Listen, The Mask of Zorro was a great movie. I really, really enjoyed that. And yes, I was right. The song that was sung at the end was Spend My Lifetime Loving You. Who sang this? Who sang this song? Um, was that Enrique? Enrique Iglesias? Hmm? Hmm? Enrique? Can someone in the chat help me out? Who's who's who sung that song? Do we know? Go into the chat. Chat watch. Yeah. Anyone? I should have. I should have hit the. I apologize. I should have hit the. Uh, the thing. Want to spend my lifetime loving you, loving you. Is it Enrique? Not Enrique. Who's the guy? What's his name that did the... Um, he also did... Uh, I can be your hero, baby. Is that Enrique Iglesias? It's not John Cicada. Mark Anthony. Okay. Thank you, Dave Atterbury. He Googled that for me. Who Flung Dung in the chat says yes. What? Yes what, Who Flung Dung? Come on. Get with it. Now, who sang with him, though? Who's the female voice here? Because it's not Celine. Like, like I know her personally. I'd like to get to know her personally. She seems like fun. Tina Arena? Is that a real name? Is it pronounced Arena? Tina Arena? Is that what it is? that Tina Arena? That can't be right. How is that... How is that pronounced? Someone please tell me. How is that pronounced? Enrique was hero. Heroes rise, heroes fall, rise again. So this is Mark Anthony. Tina Arena. Uh, this has been Googled for me. I don't... Um, Australian singer-songwriter. Wow. 
with me. Wow, like that whole call right there just completely came back to me in an instant. I'd forgotten about it until I just did it. So that's amazing. Yeah, so Daniel Andy says he's not seen one superhero movie this year that matches up to that movie. And I don't know that I agree with that sentiment, but it's just a hilarious statement. And I applaud Daniel Andy. Also, I don't... I got to be careful because Jim listens... Jim Mack listens to this show, and I greatly appreciate it. And I want it to be said right now, out there, I don't want anyone to have any doubts about what I'm about to tell you. I love Rebel Force Radio. I love those guys. Um, they have been nothing but a huge help to the Geek Out Loud uh, podcast and the entire Goliverse. They are fantastic. I owe any success I've had, I owe to Derek Russell into Rebel Force Radio. And that's truth. I mean, that is that is truth. Any success that our podcasting endeavors have taken on is owed to Derek Russell and and Rebel Force Radio. Also, Michael Cohen. Um, and, and that's not to take away from anyone else who's who's been a part, who's helped promote, who's, who I've had on their shows. But as far as giving the exposure to this show it comes from them so i just want to be real careful where we're going here last week they played a classic bit um from their from their early days they they played a, a clip of the yoda and the um lando raw sound that they had of um from from some slot machines and they got laughed they got the laughing and got tickled at it because it does sound funny after a while and sounds sometimes almost vulgar uh and then they start talking about doing a mashup with those things and um and i just daniel and indy was ahead of him he was ahead of the game because a long time ago in a galaxy far far away no a long time ago on the big honking show uh daniel and indy who sent a one-line email i haven't seen one superhero movie this year that's better than 1998's mask of zorro uh sent this to us (laughs) oh hello what have we here why would you show anybody that? I'm Lando Calrissian. Adventure you seek? Mm-hmm. Glad to make your acquaintance. Tickle me, you do. Oh! You've come to the right place. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee whiz. Trust me, everything's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> wow, this could take a little while. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. I can tell that you've done this before. You're an old pro. Oh! Nice job. See? I told you everything would be fine. Uh, let me put this thing in the, uh... Tickle me! Don't worry. This isn't as bad as it looks. Oh! Hey! Carbon freezing isn't designed for that. So, yeah, you know what? They did a mashup first, but Daniel and Andy brought it around, and he threw Glosson into it. So... Um, <laughs> I'm, I need to send that to Jim and just let him know that I had, I had one of the greatest listeners, uh, actually put me into that. And, um, and so, and that is not to take away anything from Rebel Force Radio. As Shaz says, many, many more podcasts owe their existence to RFR and, and we are loyal to Rebel Force Radio. And, um, 
and and we will be. But I just I wanted to play that. I hadn't heard that in ages, and of course Daniel Andy made it very creepy by sticking me and a few things I would say, and a couple of my verbal pauses that I have that I told that I told you about earlier in the show. Uh, he. Thank you, Daniel and Indy. And when and the minute I heard them say that, I'm like, I've got something like that in my archives, and um, it, this just seemed like the place to to play it. Robert, well, Rob T says, uh, wait, this is for the Goliverse Reads crowd. Sorry. Moving on up, Matt. Oh man, Matt's going to scratch an itch, ladies and gentlemen. You ready? I'm a huge Masters of the Universe fan, he says, and when you mentioned on episode 187 that you'd seen the figures in Skull at previous San Diego Comic-Cons, I thought I'd give you some information on what's going on with Masters of the Universe these days. So Mattel has been doing a Masters of the Universe collector's line since 2009, which is what you've seen at SDCC in previous years. It was just announced at this year's Comic-Con that Mattel has now licensed this Masters of the Universe collector's line to Super 7, and they're going to be continuing it. Super 7 also already do several Master of the Universe product, products, including figures in the retro Kenner and Muscle styles. If anyone remembers the Muscles, the Muscle Men, they were very cool. And I actually, when I saw this email, I googled the, the He-Man Muscle Men, and they looked pretty cool. They basically are like erasers. They're, they're basically erasers cut into toys. Um... Super 7 also has the license for Masters of the Universe Animation. have just released their first episode done the 80s filmation style called Masters of the Universe, The Curse of the Three Terrors, which, is, which features the original Skeletor voice actor, Alan Oppenheimer. This is available on Google Play and the iTunes, and you can watch the trailer here. All right. This is done in the filmation style, and this is the trailer for said thing that I guess you buy on Google Play. And um, here we go. Let's give it a listen. Oh my gosh. Super 7. Oh! What magic does this Skeletor, look! You flea bitten fur brain. I can't leave them alone for two minutes without them needing my help. It's a little not quite there, but is this supposed to be number one? Just hearing the old He-Man theme song, I love uh, straight up serious business. The old He-Man theme song is one of the better things out of the whole '80s genre. I love the Transformers, and when the Transformers went metal. You know, with the movie, that kicked him up a notch. Love the mask theme song. But that He-Man theme song just, it gets the juices flowing, does it? Not? I mean, like, it's got the orchestra. It's got kind of a, I don't know. It's, it's. And the masters of the universe. That's not a very good copy of that song. I need to get a better, need to get a better, clearer copy uh, of that theme song i've got a dvd i should just rip it off there the thing is what i'm saying is 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 this look cool Uh, don't get me wrong it looked really cool it looked a little bit janky you know not quite up to even filmation standards but um 
I, w- I would have loved to see some He-Man actually happen on there. So, um, Dark Horse has been releasing a series of Master Universe books, which so far includes a coffee table style art book and a collection of all the vintage mini comics that came with the figures back in the 80s. Other books they have planned are a guide to the Filmation animated series, a collection of the vintage newspaper strips, and an encyclopedia. And finally, in October, DC is releasing a six-issue Master of the Universe and Thundercats crossover miniseries. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. We live in amazing times. I used to play crossover with my toys. Like, I would have He-Man meet the Transformers and and He-Man meet Star Wars. I would do that mess. And when we see this kind of stuff happening, it's great. You say Dark Horse has been releasing these Master of the Universe books. That's crazy because I did notice that DC... In fact, I've got... And maybe this is what brought it up. Let me see if I can find it here in, in my short stack that I've got. I can't put my hand on it immediately. But it was uh, it was a He-Man book that I figured I'd try out from DC. The Eternity War? And it was just one issue. And I was kind of lost when I picked it up. So I haven't revisited it. But I... I did. I have seen the uh, the book with all the mini comics in it, um, and and have been kind of interested to to check that out. So, but man, okay, I'm gonna have to go to the comic shop and make sure that they're gonna get that He-Man Thundercats crossover in because I will I will be buying that. Speaking of a good time to be a geek, Will West, what a great name. Will West sounds like he's about to be. He sounds like a superhero, and he apparently is related to Barry Allen. Uh, hello there. Hello there, Steve. Well, where to start? How about Suicide Squad? I'm a huge Batman fan. I do a Batman and Joker cosplay, and I absolutely love this movie. The best thing it has going for it, I think it's genuine. has a lot of fun at the same time. Some people have issues with Joker, but I think he's a great merger of all the Jokers. He was insane. He was a schemer, and he got stuff done. Some people hated the wardrobe, but I think it makes sense to me that he wouldn't have the purple suit on always. The tattoos were maybe a little much, but this is a Joker who has been around. Overall, I liked it better than Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and yes, even Civil War. Wow. Next, how about Stranger Things? Dude, best media I've potentially ever seen, certainly this year. You mentioned that you and Eris really enjoyed it because that was your childhood, but I'm only 18, and I connected with it in the same way. I binged the entire show in one sitting, and I'm going to go through it again this weekend. I've never been in the Mixler chat, but I'm going to have to tune in live when you do your Stranger Things discussion episode. I could talk about this thing for days. And finally, the new Rogue One trailer. It's why I watched the Olympics, and it didn't disappoint. This could be the most amazing Star Wars movie ever. The tie hovering in front of Jen, the rocket, the rocket launcher at its face, and the end of the trailer. Come on! As usual, I'm sorry my email wasn't longer. Stay geeky, my friend. That's from Will West, superhero secret identity will west i don't know that i like suicide squad better than civil war civil war just came out this week on blu-ray i haven't had a chance to to sit down and revisit it but i just know that the couple of times that i went to see civil war i just dug it so much and it and it hit me emotionally the cap and iron man fight and there was there was an attachment to those characters and to the idea of those characters being friends that i didn't realize that i had until I was watching that movie. And so I come away from that really, really enjoying Civil War. Suicide Squad, I didn't have the attachment to any of those characters, just because as much as I love Superman and and Super Friends and all that stuff, I don't have the DC background that I do with Marvel. It's been well documented that when I started collecting comics, I stuck with Marvel because I opened up a a Superman... (laughs) 
<laughs> opened up a Superman comic and kind of thumbed through it, and it ended with him kissing Wonder Woman. And I said to myself, as an 11 year old kid, well, this is not right. He's supposed to be with Lois Lane, not Wonder Woman. They don't know Superman. DC's ruined Superman. I'm done. And I just wouldn't pick up DC comics. I mean, look, typical geek reaction, right? Um, it's what everyone's been doing. Uh, Chad Reed, my benefactor boss and uh, and best friend, Chad Reed, has came in here, came into the office where I'm at a minute ago, and um, basically was upset that people are kind of dogging on the Batman look that Zack Snyder showed everyone the with the tactical suit, you know. And I told him, I said, when I first, the the first thing I saw was just like from the neck up. And I and I said, it looked like Owlman. And I thought, why are they showing Owlman? What is, and then I read what it was and saw the full picture. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I see what they're doing. That's no problem. I don't have a problem with it. But he was upset. And I'm like, that's what people do. They get upset and they write stuff off based on one little thing. And that's what I did as an 11-year-old boy, just getting into comics. I'm like, they don't know Superman. Um and uh, if I waited till the next issue, I would have found out that, you know, it was like a quick pull away and no big deal. Um, but I, because of that, I didn't really immerse myself in DC Comics until the late 90s with uh, Grant Morrison's JLA, which, oh my gosh, if you've never read that run, that's a run you need to read in comic books is, is Grant Morrison's JLA. If you want to know where to start reading comics if you've never read comics before go pick up um the trade of whatever you can of, of grant morrison's jla i tell you what go to amazon from the links at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com first go to geekoutonline.com peruse my new blog my blog about collecting trading cards and, and soon there'll be another blog up about it'll be my basically my review of the gremlins um set from tops from the 80s and then over on the sidebar you'll see the amazon link click on the amazon link go to the amazon from there and um and and check it out and uh and and search for jla grant morrison and pick up jla the deluxe edition volume one this covers let me let me see what this covers for sure to make sure that you you get everything and then you need, I'm going to look inside. Look inside. Walk this way. You and me, babe. Hey, hey. Um, I'm sorry. I was doing. Yes, this has like the first issue. Yeah, this has the first part of what's going on. Just pick that up. It's 12 bucks. I'm not sure how far it goes into the to the run. Um, It's 256 pages. So you're going to get a ton of JLA and it is some good stuff. The first six issues alone of his run are just fantastic. So JLA, the deluxe edition volume one, there'll be a link to purchase that on the show notes. Uh, if you go to geekoutpodcast.com, but use those Amazon links and go get that. Cause it is that good. They've got it in hardcover for 15 bucks. It'll look great on your shelf. That's not a bad price, but prime, uh, you can get it sent to you immediately in paperback. So, um, I can't if if you want to know if you if you've never read comics and you want a place to start even though it's nearly 20 years old that's a great that's a great run but anyhow I say that to say so when I went to see Suicide Squad I wasn't as invested in those characters as I was the Marvel characters that I've known for years and years and years plus had had seen on the screen for so long but having said all that 
when they're in the bar in in Suicide Squad, when they're sitting in the bar, it's some of the best superhero movie stuff I've seen from a superhero movie. It had heart, it had uh, emotion, it had everything. It, it had it had the right amount of humor. It was it was a great scene, and that and I had such a good time with Suicide Squad. I really did enjoy Suicide Squad. It's been my favorite of the. Um, DC movies they've released at this point uh, since Man of Steel, of the three, I should say. And um, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman, looking forward to Justice League. Stranger Things, I want to do an episode-by-episode thing. And I wanted to do that with Daredevil, too. There's a lot I want to do with Geek Out Loud. It's just a matter of time and um, and backing. So, <clears throat> Tim Harvey, Timothy Harvey, says, Hey, Steve, second-time emailer here. I know from the show you enjoy Hasbro's Star Wars Black Series action figures. If you haven't yet, you should check out the six inch, six inch, six inch, the six inch Japanese figures made by Bendai called SH Figure Arts. Fig Arts. Figure Arts. Figure Arts. They're more expensive, fifty to ninety dollars each. But I have Darth Maul and a clone trooper, and they are works of art. As good as the Black Series look, the Japanese figures are absolutely incredible. I read that Japanese companies can now make Star Wars figures since Disney owns Lucasfilm. So the long-standing Hasbro exclusive arrangement has ended, but I can't confirm this. He says, Bandai also has some great Marvel figures too. Thanks and take care. I would imagine that uh, Hasbro has some deal cut with Bandai or there's enough discrepancy in the size of the figure. Um, I, I read something a while back, and, and again, this is all coming from memory and I can't remember, but it's something about Hasbro has the right to so that three and three-quarter inch scale and so that runs from a certain size to a certain size. And then now the six-inch scale that they do with the Black Series. So it wouldn't surprise me if these are a little bit taller than the regular six inches. Um, or it may have something to do with them being based corporately uh, outside of the U.S. So um, I, don't, I don't know that it has as much to do with Disney as much, or, you know, but Disney doing the license. Also, I think Hasbro is... There's part of me sometimes that think Hasbro doesn't want the license anymore, but that's neither here nor there. We have so many more emails to get to, so many more things to talk about, but we also have a show to get on into. So you can email the show, geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. I love getting emails, and I love the way that you guys send me down paths on conversations and that sort of thing. It's one of my favorite things to do with geek out loud is is read emails because it gets my geek juices flowing and it causes me to think about other things it, it sometimes it gives me ideas for shows geek out online at gmail.com geek out online at gmail.com Coming soon to Netflix. Hello. One man will hold an entire town hostage. Who is this? To offset. Who is this? His expenses. If you want to support the shows, one of the best ways you can do it is by using Amazon uh, Shop <laughs> at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. I don't know what that means. You want to support the show directly. I need you to tell me what to do. What should I do? You can do so through patreon.com 
Patreon.com slash geekoutloud.com slash geekoutloud. This fall, clear your cookies. All right, uh, as we move along into the show, there's a couple of things I'm geeking out about. And in fact, in my show notes, I put, uh, what am I geeking out about? <laughs> so, um, well, TV is a thing that's happening and coming up. And uh, after Comic-Con, we got a lot of information about uh, what's happening on the tube. Is it the tube anymore? I don't think it is. Not, not with the advent of the uh, Look. of the HD. But we'll talk a little bit of TV real quick. One shot to sit on your lazy butt and watch all the TV you ever wanted until your brain turned to mush. Would you go for it or just let it slip? Yo. Remote is ready, eyes wide, palms are sweaty. The Flintstones on the TV already. Wilma and Betty, no virgin. The channel surfing, and I'm HD ready. So I flip. Garbage is all I'm getting. The Simon Cow, who folks wanna disembowel. He opens his mouth, always says something foul. They're dying, wow. Wannabes are crying now. He votes them out. Time to throw in the towel. Shows based on reality. Oh, the humanity. Oh, Aussie's family. Show the profanity. Whoa. Sometimes you get lost in your uh, in in your buffer music, and that's what just happened. Then uh, here's some things we may or may not have talked about, and I don't know if I've really weighed in on them. Uh, Agents of Shield, when it comes back, they're making a big to do about Ghost Rider coming. And and early on, when people were seeing like the the fiery chains and stuff, they thought it was going to be another Inhuman, but it was confirmed at Comic Con last month or a couple months ago that it's Ghost Rider. Um, you know, Ghost Rider has obviously reverted back to Marvel Studios from Fox uh, because Fox couldn't quite do anything. And I just don't, if I'm being honest, Ghost Rider's not a character that ever really got me fired up. Ghost Rider, to me, always worked more as a guest than his own character, uh, than his own book, but or in, in an anthology. They used to do in the 90s and uh, maybe the late 80s a book called Marvel Comics Presents, which was a bunch of little anthology stories where you'd have maybe an 11-part story that was like three pages, three or four pages in this comic of other stories that would run through the Marvel Comics Presents. And I feel like Ghost Rider worked in that setting more than he does in his own book on a regular monthly basis. Um, But here's the thing. With Doctor Strange coming in November and Iron Fist coming to Netflix next year, these are characters, Iron Flicks, Iron Flicks, Iron Flicks, the new hero from Marvel Studios. He's the man who watches everything on Netflix without stopping, sleeping, or eating. He is Iron Flicks. With Iron Fist, he is a martial artist, but he skirts that line of um, mysticism. And, and that's with the martial arts. And with Doctor Strange, you get into the whole mysticism and the, and the other dimension stuff. Ghost Rider is right there in the midst of that. And I really feel like having someone like Ghost... Because Ghost Rider is also... As much as I'm not a huge fan of the character, Ghost Rider is a big name. This isn't Deathlock. You know, Deathlock 
was cool for a minute in the 90s because everything was cool for a minute in the 90s. Ghost Rider has um, background, the, the character, of, even though this is not the the original Ghost Rider, there is still for the character of Ghost Rider much history, years and years of history, decades, decades of history for this character. So this is a big deal for this character to to come into this show. Even bigger than Lady Sif, a couple of you know, a couple of seasons back, they had an episode with her, and um, and so I really do think that in a world where you're doing the Inhumans, but you didn't do Black Bolt and Medusa and that crew, uh, and Crystal and and all those other guys, in a world where you are are supposedly connected to everything else that's going on in the Marvel universe. Um, this is an opportunity to begin to mix and match and, and incorporate even more what ABC is doing with what Netflix is doing, what the movies are doing. And, and I think that's what people want, would love to see more than anything else is you want to see this, these characters that you love on screen. And, and look, it's a pipe dream to think you're going to get Tony Stark to show up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I say why, you know, one episode of Tony Stark showing up and finding out Coulson's alive is amazing, would be fantastic, it'd be a great way to to spill back over into the TV show, one episode of of Charlie Cox Daredevil showing up, or Matt, or just lawyer Matt Murdock showing up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or one episode of... Uh, you know, with what's going on. The thing with Netflix is, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, why couldn't you write Daisy into an episode of Iron Fist or Ghost Rider into Iron Fist or Doctor Strange into Iron Fist or Iron Fist into Ghost Rider? You, it's just a matter of doing it and working. You know, I, I feel like now that more and more of these things are coming under the umbrella, the logistics are, are easier and easier to get worked out. Um, and... And I really, I think that Marvel has the opportunity to open their doors up a little wider between these franchises they've got, even though it's a connected universe and a shared universe. I think they've got an incredible opportunity they have not fully taken advantage of to be able to truly cross over, not just dip in after the fact, like, oh, here we are, Thor just had a fight here in Greenwich and we're here to clean up, or... Oh, there's this over here. Or, oh, we mentioned Iron Man. You have the opportunity to really open up. And, and I feel like if they take it, then they're doing something more special than they're even doing now. Because what you have on the other side, and look, you're not going to get away from the comparisons. For years and years and years, there's been a friendly competition with Marvel and DC. The nerds and the geeks have taken it to an extreme that it doesn't have to be at. I have fun watching the competition. And quite frankly, outside of what's been done on Netflix, if you go to broadcast television, DC has been tearing it up over the past few years with your Arrow and your Flash and your Supergirl. And they apparently they're going to continue to do so. Flash has a... Whew, Flash has got a job to do with Flashpoint early on in the season, and I don't know how I feel about what Flash is going to do. I'm excited to see it come back. Not as excited to see Arrow come back, which is unfortunate because Arrow is, is not a bad show, but Arrow's just kind of... They've lost me along and along because they've gone too 
too intense sometimes and too dark and it's just and and I don't know I don't recognize that Oliver Queen you know as the Oliver Queen that I used to read on the comic book page so and that's fine I'm not saying he has to be but it's also okay for me not to completely dig everything will I end up watching it yes but I usually watch them in little chunks here and there because I'm like oh yeah I need to catch up on Arrow um with Flash that's one of those things that I you know I'm making sure I'm up to I'm up to speed on as soon as I'm able to be up to speed on it um but Supergirl coming to CW is huge and Superman coming to Supergirl is huge they've cast Superman I can't think of the guy's name right off the top of my head and any good podcaster would have notes pulled up with that on it other than the notes I have pulled up which are coming up soon um but he looks young he looks young to be playing the part but I also trust um Berlantian company they've done a great job with casting so far so why would it not be the same here? Uh, just because I'm not a big fan of the way necessarily he looks in the suit or what the suit looks like because there have been pictures of him. Um, why would I not trust them? They've done a fantastic job of casting so far. Tyler Hecklin, that's right, he's from Teen Wolf. He's one half of the TV Steric, the fake Steric, the bizarro Steric, um, as it were. Thank you, Andy, in the chat. Uh, yeah, I. why would I not trust... Um, why would I not trust Berlanti and company? They've done a great uh, job so far. And here's my thing. Flashpoint could be what maybe combines these Earths. I would like to see the Supergirl Earth somehow combined with the Flash and Arrow Earth. But then you've got the problem of every time something happens, Superman can fix it. But that's kind of the thing that's happened in Supergirl, but he's never around. So it's in, you know, it's one of those things. You can, you can get around Superman not being able to help out at a point in time. I'm just glad to see Superman. I hope that he is, um, I hope that he's Superman. I really do. I hope that when it comes right down to it, I hope the guy is, is a Superman like I know and love. And I'm not mean a Chris Reeve Superman. I mean a, um, a Superman who does truly stand for truth, justice, and all that stuff. Um, but this brings me, if, if Flashpoint, this idea of Flashpoint could kind of be what combines these Earths, which brings me back around to my crisis idea. DC television and movies have a huge history of people portraying different characters and everything. John Wesley Shipp being the Flash, um, and now again being the Flash in a different world. Uh, you've got you've got Tom Welling, uh, Christopher Reeve, Dean Cain, the late George Reeves, and Christopher Reeve, of course, uh, as Superman. Um, you've got. Uh, the guys who played Superboy in the Superboy shows. You've got uh, Adam West, Burt Ward, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, um, Christian Bale, you know, all Batman portrayers. And, of course, our new cast with Grant Gustin and, and Steve Amell and then everyone that's these characters over in the in the what they're calling the DC Extended Universe, the movie universe for the DC. Um you want to blow my mind. You want to you you want to really shake life up for the world, man. I hope they're planning a cry. I hope they're just like, how can we back the Brinks money up to all of these people and their estates? You know, to the George Reeves estate, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to be able to digitally insert his likeness for X amount of minutes um, into this movie. Same thing with the Christopher Reeve estate. Same thing. You know, Tom Welling, here is 10, here's 
50 million dollars to come be in these movies as superman here here tyler here's this money to come be superman here uh christian bale here here's here's another 50 i mean you want to make money you're gonna have it it would cost out the yazoo i get it i totally understand it can you imagine an aged adam west playing an aged batman just kind of like in the bat cave um and being a little more serious, like a world-weary Batman who, you know, from the 60s it was all great, but he watched over time as things fell apart. And he's kind of there now, bitter and old, um, in a weird Dark Knight Rises kind of way, but just kind of that, ugh. And, and, he, and he meets Christian Bale's Batman, or he meets Ben Affleck's Batman, and, and the flashes are working together, and oh, my lanta. You can bring Bart Allen from the Smallville universe in. Oliver Queen, meet Oliver Queen. Hello, Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's You want to blow Marvel, anything Marvel has ever done, out of the water? You want to be the top dog in movies and television again? Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't, it, it's an impossibility if, if it weren't for the fact that Warner Brothers, you own all this crap. So do it. And... And, and blow everyone's mind. That's just my personal feelings and take on the matter. I think it would be, um, I, I know as much as it would be impossible, I think it would be um, amazing. So, you know, yeah, don't let Steve near your budget. <laughs> I'm just dreaming. I mean, it, that's what we geeks do, right? We dream. We dream about things and, and, and imagine and hope and pray. Finally, it was mentioned in emails, Stranger Things. If you've not watched Stranger Things on Netflix, I can't say enough good about the show. Um, I, I don't know how I could do an episode-by-episode episode reaction, and I'm sure that's happening elsewhere. I'm sure there are Stranger Things podcasts all over the place, and, and good for them. Um, but this show, I feel like when I watched Stranger Things, I felt like someone made that specifically for me. That's that's how much I loved what they did on that show. And as much as I want to see a season two, I would be content with there never being a second season or what they're calling a sequel to the first season. I would be completely content with always just having those episodes as being what Stranger Things was because, to me, it was so perfect and it, was, it, it hit a nostalgia place that I did not know needed to be hit just right and I am so satisfied so satisfied with what they did that I never have to have more and anything else will just be gravy anything else they do will just be gravy on on what has already been done so um, I would love to do an episode by episode breakdown of different things and that sort of thing but like I say I'm sure that's being done elsewhere and, and that's kind of the stuff I'd like to do for a Daily Geek Out Loud. I've mentioned Daily Geek Out Loud several times in this, in this show, and I don't mean to try to promote or plug, but it's one of the goals we have over at Patreon.com, patreon.com slash geekoutloud, where if you want to support the shows directly, you can. And we've got new supporters coming in on a regular basis, and I thank everyone for their support of the shows at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Um, the, everyone that is uh, supported, we're up to date on the Goloverse Wall of Fame at geekoutonline.com 
and um, you can you can go read all the superpowers that people have over there. They've been given, and we have uh, the exclusive pod that's got to get because uh, got to get posted. But they've got a new RSS feed feature with Patreon. So those of you who are supporters at the five dollar level or higher, uh, there will be a secret special RSS feed for you to subscribe to the um, <clears throat> excuse me to the Patreon uh, exclusive podcast and. I'm going to ask that you not share that. So, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and so you'll have a way to actually subscribe to the podcast in podcast form rather than download an MP3 file and try to listen to it, um, you know, through whatever podcatcher you prefer to use. Patreon.com slash geek out loud to support those shows directly that's kind of my tv viewing and what i'm looking forward to in tv but i'm geeking out on a lot of stuff lately as i said as a billboard at the top of the show um one of the things i've been geeking out on surprisingly enough has been godzilla again i know that years ago i said i want to watch through all the godzilla movies and i don't remember how far i made it and if i'm being honest there were a lot of those that weren't available at the time that i had to kind of you know, get on the DL kind of situation. But since then, much of that has been made available. And um, and I've found that I've really, what I've really enjoyed doing is watching some of the more recent Godzilla movies, some of the stuff made in the 2000s, which was made in similar fashion to what was made back in the old days. Man in a suit kind of stuff. And Godzilla's running around in a rubber suit and he's striking kung fu poses every now and again. And... um but in the names of some of these movies are just fantastic. Uh, there's one that has Godzilla and Mothra and Ghidorah and the roly poly armadillo, spiky armadillo thing. Um, but it's called giant all out monster attack. That's glorious. That is a wonderful title. You know, then of course you have Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla and, uh, then the then Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla again, which are really the those two are the most continuous of of the Godzilla stories. Everything else, every other Godzilla story, for the most part, maybe some of the older stuff kind of has some continuity to it, but everything else kind of feels James Bondish, where it's like you know one movie doesn't necessarily connect to the other. And it's really funny to watch the old school Godzilla stuff because Godzilla goes from being this this really scary monster that is a representation of nuclear warfare to becoming a spiritual hero of Japan to the point that in some of those he's actually having conversations with other monsters. And, um, and so... And, and so uh, I <laughs> I um, I really have just kind of gotten wrapped up in this stuff and it's just because it's all at once it's funny and it's campy some of the older stuff is campy some of the newer stuff is kind of campy the Godzilla Final Wars is horrible Godzilla Final Wars is what happens when they decide they want to try to do Godzilla rock and roll style and but every single monster that's ever been in a Godzilla movie is in this thing, and it's done up very rock and roll, uh, video gameish. Um, aliens attack the Earth, and they do it with versions of, or they do it with monsters, and they and they just launch monsters onto the Earth, and it's monsters like Ghidorah and um, 
there's one that's apparently Gamera, but I don't think they can say Gamera, so they don't really call him that. But there is the Godzilla from the 1998 Godzilla in this thing. And he and Godzilla go at it and take him out. And, th- and this alien just gets madder and madder as, as Godzilla keeps winning all these battles. And Godzilla's just going around the world like he's chasing... He's chasing down the guy, the good guys who freed him because they originally caused him to go into captivity, into cold freeze storage. And so he's chasing them down. They're just kind of leading him all over the earth, and he ends up fighting these monsters along the way. Um, but it's, yeah, it, but it, I, couldn't wa- I couldn't look away. I couldn't stop watching. That's how fun it is. And I can't encourage you enough. If you like campy, fun, big, giant monsters... Oh, I'm sorry. It's pronounced Gamma Ra. Um, oh, the MST3K pronounced it Gamma Ra. <laughs> um, I would I would check it out um, as you can. And now Jennifer Barrows in the chat for whom is the featured who is the featured supporter of this episode? By the way, is giving us the lines from the MST3K Gamma Ra episode. Um, Godzilla's son is canon, right? Says Doc Zinn. He does have a son. In fact, what was the movie I was watching? There's one where, and it's, it might, I think it's Giant All Out Monsters Attack, where he gets free and, and he's all excited about who Godzilla is, but he, I can never figure out if he turns into something or something happens there. Really weird. And, um, and but yeah, he's definitely son of Godzilla is canon. Is Godzilla canon? So um, so there there that is. Um, I've been geeking out totally on the Godzilla stuff, and I've been geeking out on Marvel stuff, and I've been geeking out on Marvel stuff primarily due to this. And and this is a cool thing uh, that was released by DK Publishing. It's called Absolutely Everything You Need to Know About Marvel. It's by Adam Bray, who headed up the Everything absolutely everything you need to know about star wars um adam bray also my look-alike from star wars celebration europe uh lorraine sink and john sazaklis um this is actually available now um and i want to dk sent me a press copy of it and i thumbed through it and looked through it it is a beautiful book and it just reminds me of what i love about Marvel. It's a great coffee table size book. The cover I have here, and, and I, I assume they're all the same cover, um, is is the Hulk. And of course I love the Hulk, and so that immediately is great to me. But it's got a red background with that awesome white Marvel, you know, current Marvel logo there. And um but you just kinda as you thumb through, it's just montages and collages of art of different characters and and things and people and like you just turn to a page and there's something to read about on the obviously there's something to read about on the page but like you it's not a you don't necessarily have to thumb through all the way um for example let me i'm just gonna thumb here grudge match this one opens up and it's a great like two-page splash of an old classic it looks to be um john ramita jr art um, of Spider-Man and Green Goblin fighting, and and you basically have all these facts and all this stuff about um, the Green Goblins. And over in the corner, there's a top eight. Check this out: top eight goblins. And I'm going to go from eight to one. Carly Cooper, number eight, one of Peter Parker's girlfriends, 
she discovers a cure for the goblin formula. Number seven, the gray goblin. Gabriel Stacy needs, needs extra goblin formula injection to combat accelerated aging. Number six, Menace, Lily Hollister, the occasional girlfriend of both Norman and Harry Osborne. Oh, that's weird. Number, and let me tell you something. The Green Goblin history got convoluted, ladies and gentlemen. Number five, the fourth Green Goblin and the sixth Hobgoblin. They're the same person, ex-journalist Phil Urich, not to be confused with Ben Urich. Number four, the Hobgoblin, Roderick Kingsley, follows Norman Osborne's journals to become the first of many evil Hobgoblins. That was an interesting story. Scott Riefen and I were talking about that the other day, that um, Roger Sterling was writing. I think it was, was it Roger Sterling? And is Ro- Wait a minute. Dadgummit. Roger Sterling, he's the guy from Mad Men, right? Is that correct? Roger Stern. Roger Stern. Okay. Roger Stern um, did a series in Amazing, and, and they were like, really putting out who this green goblin was going to be and everything and and they came to one and apparently the fans reacted badly and they end up saying it was this roderick kingsley guy who just happened to be nobody um and that's when things really started to get crazy uh number three of the top eight goblins the third green goblin harry osborne psychiatrist bart hamilton uh, number two, the second Green Goblin, which was Harry Osborne, who was the son of Norman Osborne, the number one Goblin of all time, the Green Goblin, the first Green Goblin, the inventor of the Goblin formula. So there's some cool stuff, um, and um, and it is uh, it, it's but it's that kind of stuff all the way through, little things here and there. Um, you've got you've got chapters of the heroes and the villains, and you got the teams and. And then events, like key events, are listed here. Let me get up here to the to the table of contents. And it's just so cool to look at. I mean, if I could just... Like, just the Iron Man page alone is just Iron Man, a big page of the Iron Man that we know, and, um, and just surrounded by all these different versions of his armor that he's had over the years. Um, top three most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe. Number three, Apocalypse. He can bring about, you guessed it, the apocalypse. Number two, Proteus. Warps reality and can take over a human body as a host. And get this, number one, Franklin Richards. The most powerful being in the Marvel Universe. Son of Susan and Reed Richards. Manipulates reality, molecules, time, and even sees the future. So, um, let me get to the table of contents on this thing. It is a such a well put together. I am just, I love this thing so much. Characters, supervillains superheroes classic clashes superhero teams shield supervillain teams locations science and magic key events um so it's all all this cool stuff is in here and it's in and it's in a way it's in bits that are easy to digest and you can just like i say you can open up anywhere and just have a good it's beautiful looking art taken from different pieces of the marvel universe here and there and um and and you'll find little things here and there, such as five weirdest planets. So there you go. It's I, and I'm not going to give those away. I'm going to make you go find the book and get it. But so it's gotten me geeking on Marvel that as well as the uh, Captain America Civil War being released this week on Blu-ray has just got me going down the old Marvel path. I'm a Marvel kid at heart. I love this stuff, and I love superheroes, and I love the Hulk. And if you have the Civil War Blu-ray, then hopefully you've watched the Team Thor 
uh, featurette. They showed this at Comic-Con, um, and thank goodness they put it on the Blu-ray. It's one of the funnier things to see Bruce and Thor sitting there, and Thor's like, well, no one's really called me to be on their team. And um, and then the phone rings, and it's Bruce's phone, and it's Tony Stark. And he's like, what's up, T-Bone? <laughs> um, but with Marvel, you can always do that. They never took themselves too seriously. Even in the old comics, you know, they never, you know, they were never, Stan Lee was never above just having fun with these characters. And, um, and I, you know, I, I think that's part of the appeal, the general mass appeal of what they've done with Marvel to this point is they've just had fun with it. And you can't, how can you get upset with people for having just a good time? So, um, the other thing I've really just been totally geeking out on lately has been the Transformers. I with the, the, of course the the uh, the Transformers was released. The Transformers the movie, the original animated movie, released for the first time ever on Blu-ray this week, and that's been part of it. You know, of course the 30th anniversary a couple of months ago, being on Techno Retro Dads talking about Transformers, and I've just kind of gone down a rabbit hole every now and again of just looking at Transformers online, not. Not buying, not looking to purchase, but just looking at them. Yeah, just like look. Will you look at that? Just look at that. I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, is just checking out what's out there and what people have, and looking at people's collections and stuff, and just remembering. Um, remember, there's you. Uh, for all you Trekkies out there, there's your, there's your Trek reference. Remember. Um. But just remembering what it was to have these. And I'm telling you, man, what they're doing now with the Transformers line, this re the Titans return, and I don't know if there's a comic series that that's happening in or if this is just kind of what they're doing with the toys. But, like, like Astro Train looks fantastic. And he, tra he transforms from a train into a rocket ship, and it's a weird-looking train, you know? But it's, it's not the locomotive of old, but it's still, you can tell it's Astro Train. The sound wave they have, the Titans Return sound wave, is just so cool. And he turns into, um, like, he's a cassette player, basically. Um, but, he's, but he folds out into, like, a little bass for the cassette people. And, and instead of cassette people, it's like a, like a cannon launcher or something. It's, it's really cool. It's, um, but, yeah, he, he's, he's sound wave. And it's this Titans Return wave that, that Hasbro's doing. I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on in the comics or anything. So, and I feel like I need to catch up on the comics of the Transformers. That's one of the things that I've really wanted to do because I was loving what DreamWorks was doing with them or ID, not DreamWorks, Dreamwave, IDW now, I guess is what they're called, was doing with them when they first relaunched like the G1 stuff, the Generation 1 stuff. And um, actually, I picked up through Amazon. I'm reaching over here to get it so I can kind of peruse it. They've got great, they're kind of expensive, but they're going to be the most complete volumes. Um, IDW has available these hardcover uh, Transformer IDW collection books. And volume one spans, uh, gee whiz, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, seven different stories and I don't know if that's issues um, and into the first IDW Transformers uh, called it's called Infiltration 
um, right into that. They they're not doing in chron- these aren't released these these stories aren't in chronological order as far as their release date, but they're in chronological order as far as the story itself goes. And so you're you're finding out you're being introduced to the characters first, and then you get into the first story arc that was originally released, I believe, from IDW back in the day. Um, and it's 300 plus pages of, I'm sorry, 380 plus pages of just straight up just the comics, just those comics. And so it's, uh, when you're talking about, I, I really don't know how many, because the, the final is two, mm, if you do 22 pages, 144 divided by 22, anyone got some math, seven books. So if even if, you're talking about a ton of comics for like 40 bucks in this hardback uh, version. And it looks, it's great. I haven't had a chance to really dig in deep yet because there's a lot of this stuff that I didn't get to read and I'm just really excited about it. I love the Generation 1 Transformers. Um, I'm not against the stuff they've done, you know, since those old days. But man, I love those Generation 1 Transformers. And Transformers the movie, that original animated movie, I've said it before, and I stand by it that it is the best animated series to movie movie ever made. I've never watched the Pokemon movie, so I can't speak to that end of things. But I'll tell you this straight up right now. I don't care to watch the Pokemon movies. How about that? How about that? Daniel Lindy says Transformers Earth War is a great game. It's Generation 1 Transformers. Is that the app on the on the phone, on the smartphone? Daniel, I will wait for your answer in the chat. I just did a quick chat watch, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that doesn't take too much away from from what's been going on in the show because I've been watching. So here we go. As we wait for Daniel and Andy to answer my question about whether or not it is an app, we go to chat watch. Thank you. And he says yes. <laughs> and of course, Chaz Bazaar in the chat. A man, Chaz from Techno Retro Dads says the movie is fan fantastic uh and i love the movie i do love it shaz was never big into transport this is one of the things i found out hanging out with shaz and jedi schwa i uh, got to hang out with him a couple of months back uh over in atlanta area and uh this is one of the things i found out from him is that he'd never watched the transformers that they got by him somehow and so he's been playing catch up and uh and i believe shaz correct me if i'm wrong here we are as we're in the chat watch segment correct me if i'm wrong you're you're glad you did you're glad you, you, you caught up with the old Transformers? Is this something you've enjoyed? I, I'd love to have you on sometime to talk about it, just to kind of see what your take has been on the series and that sort of thing. He's in series, he's in season two. So once you get through, I'd love to hear your take on the on the, on the the show as a, as a whole. Shaz Bazaar does Techno Retro Dads with our good friend Joshua Stolt, Jedi Schwa. Uh, Shaz is Stuart Tullis. Do yourself a favor and check out Techno Retro Dads. Techno Retro Dads was ripped from the grasp of the Goloverse by RetroZap Network and Joey Tavano. Um, Stolte, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shaz Bazar. Uh, Joshua Stolte. Um, he needs to put a Y on the end of his name then. Um, Techno Retro Dads was stolen out, of, out from under the Goloverse by the retros app network and and they belong in the goaliverse and i'm i'm calling you out joey t i'm telling you joey t you can keep your bruising blasters but techno retro dads belongs in the goaliverse and and i'm willing to start a bidding war uh for them 
soon. So uh, I, I will give you one Gremlins trading card. <laughs> I will give you I will give you half of a Gremlins trading card and Gremlins 2 trading card set. Beat that. Beat that, Tavano. Beat that. So, uh, anyhow, Transformers. I've been, because of the movie coming out, because of kind of digging back into the comics a little bit, I've really, really been on a Transformers kick and just looking at some of these new toys. And I'm like, man, if I had unlimited funds, and I guess anything is if I had unlimited funds, we'd do this. Um, but I would be so back into collecting Transformers, even the new stuff. Like, I don't need, because they've done all this great stuff with these Transformers. You've got the Masterpiece Collection which is um which is G1 characters done up like their cartoon counterparts. I've got the I, I was given the Optimus Prime that who was the first one they did like this. I was given the Optimus Prime for Christmas several years ago and it just makes me want the Megatron that much more. Um and then that makes me want to make all these and because they did all of them. They did so many of these things with that in that uh, there's a I saw a hot rod at a at the store that I was down in Rockmart, Georgia, the other day, and um, NT Collectibles, they have the, uh, the, the he had the hot rod on display, and he just looks so cool. And I'm like, oh, I want him so bad. But you know, they would end up just being displayed, and they are they're made more for display than for play. Uh, but they're so cool because they look like the cartoons, and it just it's fantastic. If you've never jumped into the old Transformers cartoon, um. I encourage you to do so. I, I We were talking in the chat, and I've, I've already mentioned this. We were talking <clears throat> um, in the chat uh, earlier about the Incredible Hulk TV show from the 80s. And I love, or from the 70s and 80s, and I love the Incredible Hulk TV show. I love Bill Bixby. I love Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk. I love that show. With with all my heart to this day, I love it, and I can and I can sit and watch it to this day because I know what I'm getting into. But it's one of those things that it's really hard to to get someone else into because when if they don't know what they're getting into with Transformers, I don't know. I don't know if it's that way or not. I know that for my taste. It's one of the best cartoons, and it holds up as well as any other cartoon from the 80s. It has several episodes that kind of follow along with a with a through story, you know, with a with an overarching mythology and that kind of thing. And then there's some just standalone stories. Some of it gets silly, um, but by and large, it's just good. And I'm speaking as someone who has watched it, you know, and it and has. And has revisited it, you know, recently, and not and, and isn't real far removed from it. Um, I, it I, to me, it holds up better than He Man. It holds up better than um, I don't know that it holds up better than GI Joe. It holds up better than Thundercats to me, though, um, because the gimmick of Thundercats and He Man is you're waiting on He Man to turn into He Man. You're waiting on Lionel to say Thundercats ho. Uh, with with Transformers, there wasn't that moment of. You know, there was the moment of Autobots roll out, but there wasn't the moment of, oh, now it's on. It was, you know, you you had a story that built to, a, you had conflict, and it built to a final conflict. Or in the case of, like, the miniseries they would do, um, you know, the multi-part episodes, it would build over the span of five episodes to the conflict. And um, you had, 
just like with G.I. Joe, with the Transformers, you had a lackey who was trying to undermine the authority, you know, in the way that Destro was doing Cobra Commander, Starscream was doing that to Megatron. You had uh, different personalities. They were all pretty, you know, especially with the Autobots, your different personalities were all pretty one-dimensional, but that's okay. I just, it, oh, it's so good. And colorful and fun and different characters. It's just, I, I can't recommend it highly enough um as something to get into if you've never gotten into it so that's just kind of what i've been geeking out about lately as well as doing the big honking show on a daily basis and we've got uh mark out loud coming up later we did our 50th anniversary of disney vault talk uh mile high tundra is up and running Erish and joe doing a great job uh with mile high tundra tracking through this uh 2016 football season professional football season i hope you're checking them out over on the goaliverse at geekoutpodcast.com and uh and and so i haven't been able to sit down and do a geek out loud and that's why we're in the middle of the afternoon today doing geek out loud because in about 45 minutes to an hour uh for those of you listening live we're gonna rock um we're gonna we're gonna rock the old uh the old big honking show i was i was requested to wait till after two to do it today and and I felt like honoring that request. I'd done, done a little work this morning. I said, I need to do this geek out loud. I won't have another chance to do it. So um, so we got it done. We'd love to have you all be a part of the show. The best way to do that is to email us, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to support the shows, we welcome your support at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Uh, we are working toward different goals from a daily Geek Out Loud, which I have plans for in place, ready to go as soon as it's funded as it needs to be, and then a YouTube channel, which once we get a daily Geek Out Loud, I'll kind of we'll start with the, with the plans for, for the YouTube channel. But we have these different uh, levels that we're trying to unlock things at, and that's dependent upon you, the great listeners of, of the Goliverse, and we appreciate your support there. You can also support us by using the Amazon links to shop at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. Also, at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com, we have Think Geek links, and we have Entertainment Earth links. My Lanta, I didn't even get into the Rogue One stuff and the collecting stuff. My Lanta. Oh, look. Real quick. Uh, Yak Face has put out a checklist um, of, of the stuff that is apparently going to be out on Rogue Friday. I'll try to get something out looking at the Rogue One stuff because I feel like Hasbro's made better decisions in what they're putting out for this movie than what they did for The Force Awakens. Trading cards. I'm hip deep in it. I've completed a Gremlins and a Gremlins 2 and a Back to the Future 2 set. They're complete. I found a great lot on eBay of Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars cards, old school Star Wars cards that I just couldn't pass up. There were so many series represented. I've got a. I had to buy a complete set of Goonies cards because you can't buy them in packs. They're very rare. But I was able to get a set, and uh, we'll talk about those down the road. Went home and got all my old cards from my old house and got all my old cards, and uh, and have gotten those with me. Everything from Dick Tracy to Batman to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Marvel cards, and even Casper the Friendly Ghost. So much more to talk about on yet another episode of Geek Out Loud, which is coming up soon. But Entertainment Earth, if you're a collector like me, Entertainment Earth is a great place to go. And we've got those links at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com, as well as, as I said, Think Geek. Think Geek is a place for all of us. We all love Think Geek. Use those links to do your shopping at these places. 
and it helps out the shows tremendously. Don't forget, clear your cookies when you do your shopping. Twitter, at GeekOutLoud, at Goliverse. I'm at Steve Glosson. Don't forget the Disney Vault Talk's new Instagram, at Disney Vault Talk on Instagram. I have no idea what Teresa's going to be sharing, but it'll be there at inst- on Instagram, at Disney Vault Talk. Facebook.com slash GeekOutLoud. And don't forget GeekOutOnline.com, where I'm trying to get a blog going again, but I want it to be quality. Can someone teach me the best way to take pictures of trading cards? Because that's really what I want to blog about. (laughs) I need to learn to take pictures in general with my phone. I wish you all the best. I hope you have a great day. Can't wait to be with you again when we geek out again on Geek Out Loud. Until then, I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you on the next Geek Out Loud. Geek Out Loud.